Hi, and welcome to Let's Talk UDL, the podcast that is going to help you bring universally designed learning into your academic spaces. My name is Benedict. I will be your guide as we interview experts on UDL practice. As someone who has had to navigate the education space while being blind, I know the importance of universal design for learning. But UDL is not only for those who are differently abled. UDL is an opportunity to improve the learning space for all students. In this enlightening episode, Abdurov and I are thrilled to introduce a captivating framework that has the potential to revolutionize the way we perceive teaching and learning. We delve into the fascinating realm of universal design for learning, unraveling its intricacies and implications. Join us as we honestly share the personal narratives that led us to embrace this innovative initiative and discuss the profound impact it has had on our perceptions of education. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Let's Talk UDL. My name is Benedict Kumalo. I am your host. Uh, We call this podcast Let's Talk UDL purely because our idea is to share some uh, strategies and scope and framework around implementing UDL in your classroom, in your way of teaching. Uh, to do this, I'll be with Abdurov. Hi, Benedict. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Excellent. Dude, we have been doing this UDL work for almost three years now. I remember you and I were trying to build a site uh, you trying to give me some directions and me uh, with my screen reader trying to navigate and struggled. So Through that experience, I don't think I have an idea about the man in front of me. Yeah, so like you say, that was uh, that was like kind of the first time me and you started to work together, right? Trying to figure out how to build a core site um, on an LMS or learning management system. And then getting to that point where I kind of got to help you was kind of a journey for me so I started out doing my honors in education here at UCT and then um, went on to do my master's and in that year I saw an ad that said they're looking for um, educational technology advisors uh, to help out with like the blended learning stuff so I was like oh this is a great opportunity it's in my field of expertise it's going to be an amazing opportunity to make a change in education, right? That's kind of how I ended up um, getting to there. Um, I don't think I know how you managed to get um, to this point. That's the thing. You know, it's quite interesting. You mentioned that somehow because of your educational background, um, similar to me, but I think for me, what sort of brought me to the project was that Throughout my academic journey or my presence on uh, this campus at UCT, I've always been that guy that almost any lecturer or any convener, if they need uh, advice around accessibility, they'll always yeah. come to me and say, hey, do you think this is inaccessible? Will this work for persons with disabilities? 
So when I saw an ad, I thought, you know what? It wouldn't be that bad um, to do something where at least finally I can say I was yeah. an ETA because now uh, people come to an institution, not to me as an individual. Um, but I think it was an incredible journey. Uh, I think working with you yeah. during that period when we were trying to build a site um, was quite uh, a journey for me because I didn't know what to expect. And also me coming with my impairment. So it was quite a, also a bit of a challenge to say to him that, oh, this is not going to work for me. All of us as ETAs, when we joined the crew, we came in with our expertise. It caused a bit of anxiety for me because now for me to say to you, oh, sorry, this is not working for me, um, that you yeah. might think, oh, how did he even get here? But if he cannot do this. Yeah. But I'm glad that um, uh, we worked together. And I think um, through that experience, that's what has led to uh, us sort of developing this podcast. Do yeah. You? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm glad you actually like mentioned that anxiety around working um, in the space. And I think I was probably more anxious than you because um, I remember that meeting had to be set up. And then I was like, this is my first time working with like a visually impaired person. How is Benedict going to be with me? Um, is it okay to ask certain questions? What can I say? What can't I say? Um, yeah, so there was quite a bit of anxiety around that. And I think it kind of brings us back to this point of like, why are we having this podcast, right? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, we have so many learnings that we've gathered now across this two years going into the third. Um, I thought that it's vital that we share these learnings um, and that we don't only keep it within this institution, but share it with other institutions so that we can use these learnings and people don't have to have the same stumbling blocks that we had. Absolutely, especially around issues of um, uh, comfort. Uh, as you rightfully say that you didn't know what to ask me uh, because it was your first time to work with an visually impaired person. So I can just imagine what went through your mind. I think the relevance of that, of us doing this podcast, would try also to show or even to demonstrate, not, not to demonstrate, but to explain to our listeners that um, we went through sort of those sort of emotions yeah. and um, the uncertainties, but it's okay to go through that. And I think also with the episodes that are coming over, uh, people will, be, will hear what we went through and our lived experience uh, working together in the project. So speaking of the project, um, this project that we're referring to is the RBC project or uh, the Redesigning Blended Courses. It's an initiative that UCT came up with to redesign the courses in a blended way after we were hit with COVID. When COVID hit, everything closed down, right? So we went over to emergency remote teaching um, and everything just went online. Then when everything started to like open up again, um, there was this initiative now to see how we can better utilize um, the learnings that we got from the emergency remote teaching and um, how we can take those learnings and then implement it in our everyday courses and stuff. Mm, I think they're um, trying to merge them, like doing the blended learning. 
Yeah, mm, exactly. Because mm, mm, um, as you might know, like there was a lot of things that popped up um, when we did the remote teaching, um, especially um, we saw it highlighting a lot of the inequalities that exist in South Africa. Um, we saw lots of students having struggles with data and maybe being able to access their courses online and all those kind of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, I saw that actually even within um, students with disabilities, there was a research that I saw which sort of revealed that during COVID, students with disabilities at the universities, because all along we thought that um, students are included in the universities. Yeah. But now what that period has showed us that, you know, actually students with disabilities are still excluded much excluded and marginalized. Um, why I say so that, as you know, that we use or we rely mainly um, to the assistant of the disability service unit. Yeah. So now those units were closed and we all went home um, like anybody else went home. Yeah. So because there was no assistance, it was just the student with the computer. Now, that sort of revealed how far we are with inclusion yeah. um, as far as learning is concerned because now all the materials that would have been converted to Word document or the lecturers trying to in engage the disability service for the assistance, they were not there. Students were just on their own. So that period has showed uh, you are quite right. Um, the inequities that still exist within the learning spaces. Yeah. Mm. And I think with with the project trying to address this, there is, I think, one of the founding pillars or like one of the underpinning frameworks of the project is the universal design for learning. Um, and that's kind of the framework that is used to ensure that um, learning is made more accessible. Mm, absolutely. I think what was important is that um, what we have seen during the pandemic was that the entire system, as we know it, had some flaws. I mean, one can take it back yeah. to during the protest that happened here at um, uh, South Africa around 2016-15, around decolonization and transformation of universities where talks were mainly around the knowledge system method of uh, assessing yeah. um you know so when covid sort of came in uh what we are trying to do on, or what the project in some way trying to do is to bring another element to those sort of uh, discourses that were already existing that sort of revealed inequities, you know, a couple of years ago I mentioned uh, the protest around decolonization transformation. Those talks were mainly around classroom, what happened in the classroom. Yeah. But in disability was slightly not part of that. So what you are saying is absolutely true because with UDL we are saying or the argument is to say let's rather look at the student um as a student, um, not necessarily around their impairment or, yeah. you know, their background. 
actually we need to consider all of that when we um, lecturers or course conveners develop the framework, uh, develop the course. That you, it's not just about what you know, but it's about how complex the student being can be. Uh, but in the framework, try to uh, assist yeah. one to ensure that at least there's a level of equity in the development. Yeah, that's true. Mm. And we've been implementing this um, framework now for the past two years. And um, as you can imagine, there's been quite a few highs and lows. And we also moved from, um, we also changed our learning management system going from Vula over to Amatuba now. So um, there's lots and lots of learnings that we have to share. Um, and I think in the episodes that are coming up, um, the different guests that we will be including um, will definitely be able to speak to the different aspects of um, the types of learnings that we have. I think more particular, I'm much more interested for me in this series, the first series of many episodes, of many series that will come. For this one, I would really love if our listeners would get to understand UDL as a framework for inclusion and access to learning. Yeah. You know, I think for me, that's my ultimate goal that whoever is listening to this, if whoever is listening to this podcast, they should be able to say, in my classroom, as much as I have Johnny, who might not be a first English language speaking person, and I might have students with um, different abilities. Um, how do I create a course that will be able to, that will enable them to access it without uh, too much struggle? And I'm hoping that all of the guests we have invited to come and share with our listeners a how they have seen a UDL working in their classroom, which I believe, Abdurov, you're one of them. And then B, where does UDL as a framework for inclusion takes us uh, forward? As you know that our institution is sort of in a process of 2030-year plan. So I think for me it would be very interesting if we could alert even those who might be in this process of um, planning for future academic spaces um, to rethink and sort of consider UDL as a framework for future uh, learning spaces. Yeah, no, I agree with you completely. Um, yeah, and it, I think it would be interesting for our listeners also to share their thoughts and what they think um, as we go along with the series. So if they are following, um, jump on to our um, social media and all those kind of things and engage with us, at us, and speak to us. And you'll find all those kind of things like um, all the ads in the description and then um, engage with us because this is a conversation. Mm. Um, so, I think this, yeah, exactly, this is more our introductory um, episode. So in the next episode, what we will be doing is to go deep into the concepts. Yeah. This was just us, you know, sharing what's about to come. And yeah. um, hopefully that listeners 
um, are not really uh, <laughs> inspired to listen to hear more. Yes. Know, for now, it are just they might have a lot of questions. What do, do we mean by this? So what does this mean? And what exactly is happening here? Uh, so stay tuned yeah. for further. Yeah, all answers will be revealed soon. So stay tuned and yeah, I'm sure you'll enjoy listening to us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening with us today. This podcast is produced by the Center for Innovation in Teaching and Learning at the University of Cape Town. For more information and to see all our podcasts, find us online.